Hey, Bucks fans, make sure you go follow one of our sponsors, Split Ticks. Follow them on Twitter at S-P-L-I-T-T-I-K-S. So what is Split Ticks? Well, you're able to reserve sports, concert, and other event tickets with a small deposit and pay off the rest in a flexible payment plan before your event date. So make sure you take advantage of that. And because you're a listener of the All Things Bucks podcast, you're able to use promo code All Things Buccaneers. Use that promo code and you will get a 10% discount on your purchase. Hey, and remember, go Bucks. Bucks fans, welcome back to the All Things Bucks podcast. It's your co-host, CJ. Follow me on Twitter at CoreyJ863. And your co-host, Corey Hayes. Follow me on Twitter at Corey underscore Hayes 407. We are at week seven. Is this week seven? Week eight? It is week seven. Week seven of the NFL season. Week seven. That bye week threw me off a little bit a couple weeks ago. Well, we are at week seven. Our Buccaneers are playing the Cleveland Browns. At home this upcoming weekend, I will not be in attendance at this game. Um, I'm going to a wedding Saturday, so to turn up that night, I will not make it to the game. There is also the Breast Cancer Awareness 5K that the Bucks put on every year. For those fans who are running uh, in that race, good luck to you. And for the cause, um, that's a a very big uh, cause, and we hope that they raise a lot of money. Uh, for breast cancer awareness. Corey, you're not going to be at the game this Sunday, right? Uh, I will not be in attendance at this game. Nope. <laughs> yes. I mean, I- I'm so sad, Corey. You can't come to the game. But, um, yeah, th- what what you going to be doing for the game Sunday? I'll be sitting right in front of my TV dissecting the game. That's it. That's what I'll be doing. All right, you'll get a chance to, to see what, what happens on the TV broadcast this time. But uh, just uh, as a joke, Corey's 0-8 going to Buccaneer games. So Since 2015. Him. Since 2015, yes, I am 0-8. It, uh, it, it hurts me to say that. But we got rid of the cancer that is Mike Smith, and hopefully now when I do attend games, we can get a W. Yes, that's very true. So hopefully that's going to be the case. Moving forward, so the next game you attend, which game would that be? The Carolina game? Panthers game in three weeks. Panthers game in three weeks. We'll walk out of that game with a W. Um, So this week with the Cleveland Browns coming to town, uh, this is a very winnable game. They have a rookie quarterback starting. They are still one of the worst franchises in the league. We're actually not too far behind them, to be honest, if we're keeping it real with ourselves. But this is a game the Buccaneers should win. And if we don't win this game, last week's podcast, it was Oh Happy Days. If we don't win this game Sunday, no, it might be mutiny. No happy days. No happy days. There, there will not be a happy days if we don't win this game Sunday. So we're going to start this podcast with the preview of the Cleveland Browns offense. And then what we're going to need to do to win this game on Sunday. So, Corey, what's going on with the Cleveland Browns offense so far this season? Browns offense this season, currently they are ranked the 20th total offense in the NFL. 
Baker Mayfield, of course, you know he didn't start to begin the season. They had Tyrod Taylor starting. But since Baker Mayfield has been in, he has 1,076 yards, a 55% completion percentage, four touchdowns, and five interceptions. Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde has 382 yards and five touchdowns out of the backfield. Nick Chubb has 173 yards and two touchdowns out of the backfield. Jarvis Landry has 392 yards and one touchdown. And David Njoku has 245 yards and one touchdown. The Browns, let's not forget that they have three running backs that can rotate in and out. So they have a good backfield. Now let's just see how our defense can match up against their backs yeah, I completely um, definitely see our defensive line matching up well to slow down the rushing attack. Uh, with Mike Duffner now calling the plays, I expect the defense to be a little bit more aggressive um, to confuse Baker Mayfield, to get him in situations where he will just make those rookie mistakes and not play 20 yards off the receivers to give up easy quick screens, easy slants, easy yardage going into this game, make it difficult for Baker Mayfield to scan the field and to make plays. And that will in turn lead to defense being a little bit more successful. Remember, we don't need our defense to be elite. We don't need our defense we to be great. We need them to be average, we, average defense. We just need them to be average. <laughs> if they could be average on Sunday, I see no way we lose this game. If they can be average on Sunday, the defense that is, there's no way... We lose this game. And we'll get into the Bucks' offense in a second. But as far as the Cleveland Browns, our defense should be able to contain their offense. They should. There's a rookie quarterback back there. They should be able to get the pressure on them. Yes, Baker Mayfield is elusive. Yes, he knows how to get out of the pocket and make plays. But if you get to him within the first two to three seconds after the ball is snapped, then there can be some trouble for the rookie. Exactly. Their leading carrier, ball carrier, Carlos Hyde, he's averaging 3.4 yards per carry. A lot of the plays with the other backs, more so gadget plays, so we're going to have to make sure that our guys are aware of those type of plays. But that running game should be contained. And then with their passing game, Jarvis Landry, he's a guy who can make plays. And then David Njoku is also a guy who can make plays. So with those two, honestly... They're, they they shouldn't have an explosive game. Cause we, 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 we cut the head of the snake with Baker Mayfield. He can't get them the ball. That should be the case on Sunday. Now with our defense going up against their offense, I'm still iffy on our secondary, but this should be a bounce back game, especially for our safeties. For Justin Evans, for Whitehead, they should come to play this upcoming Sunday, and they should make a couple impact plays in this game to help our offense get the ball back in school. Mm-hmm. Exactly. With, uh, with Jordan Whitehead and uh, Justin Evans back there, Justin Evans, of course, having our only interception on the season. We have the 31st total defense in the NFL. We know this. It's it's a bad defense that was under Mike Smith. Uh, Mark Duffner can go ahead and turn this thing around. I want to see our safeties play more aggressive. I'd like to see Whitehead and Evans end up on the line of scrimmage heading in there to make an impact in the backfield because more aggressive defense leads to wins. 
And also, touching on our defense, Carlton Davis is back at practice. So look for Carlton Davis to be a go this weekend. That'll be huge for our secondary. Like you mentioned, our secondary needs some help. That'll be huge to get. Instead of having four or three cornerbacks rotating, we can have five rotating. Exactly. So hopefully he can come back healthy and is active for, for this upcoming game. Once again, we saw good things um, on the defensive line for Via Vea. He hit, he hit the the right guard with a club move. And one guy on Twitter was saying, oh, man, I'm not saying he's Reggie White. And no, we're not saying he's Reggie White as well. But for that move, such a young player to hit that kind of move and it's effective, the, the potential is there. So it, it's good. If, you, if you're on Twitter, check out some of the guys who break down the, the plays of the game. After uh, after the game, Michael Pless, Michael Pless with Real Bucks Talk and Stephen Che, both of them very well done uh, analyzing the Buccaneers plays. Yes, make sure you guys go um, look them up, follow those guys, uh, so you can see the impact that because Vita Vea is a defensive tackle, all his plays will not show up on the stat sheet, but they're impactful nonetheless. So make sure you check those out so you can get an understanding of the impact that Vita Vea can have on the game and moving forward for the rest of this season. JPP, he's he's averaging at least a sack a game at this point, and he's on pace. He is averaging a sack a game. Even though he had one game without a sack, he is averaging a sack a game because he had two in one game. He is the most impactful player right now on our defensive line, and I think that continues this Sunday. I think he will get another sack against this Browns team. And he he just continues. He talked about it uh, Monday on a radio show with Casey. And they talked about it. Um, one of the fans happened to ask him about the dancing on the sideline when we were down eight points. And JPP apologized and said, I'm sorry that you had to see that. We're going to work on it. That's what a leader does. He He's pretty much our leader of our defense. I would love to see that C on his jersey because that's just the type of player he is. That's the energy that he brings to our defense, the captain. That is the captain running the ship on defense. Completely agree. And for our linebacking core, I got to call him out this week. Quan, I need you to fill the holes. Not get blown out Levante, of the play. Levante, not get blown out. Not get blown out. Levante has been solid, but more so Kwan Alexander, Latyrilla. We need that on Sunday. We're gonna need you to show up on Sunday. We need you to fill. We need you to cover. We need you to be all over the field making impactful plays for this defense. It's been a little subpar so far this season, from what I've seen on the tape from your performance. And this is a contract here for you. So we're looking forward to you making that impact on the field and earning the big bucks. But we got to see it. And this Sunday, you got a chance to go out here and do it, especially with the change of coordinator. I'm going to assume that he's going to allow you guys to be a little bit more aggressive and you guys can fly around to the football. So I'm hoping to see a lot more from Kawan as well in this game on Sunday. I was going to touch on that as well. I was going to say, with the defensive coordinator now being the linebacker's position coach, I think that he's going to let them fly a little bit more. Also, we signed Devontae Bond back to the team, so we have more depth at linebacker there as well to go with the Darius Taylor. So now 
We're waiting on Kendall Beckwith to join this group. Kendall Beckwith said it's coming very soon. Yep. How soon, we don't know. But when that happens, I think Mark Duffner is going to let the linebackers run free, and that starts this week against the Browns. It does. Hopefully Kendall Beckwith can come back soon. Um, he did not practice so far yet this week with the designation to make the comeback this week. So I have doubts that he will be active on Sunday. Um, but within a week, maybe two, he should be back into the lineup uh, making plays as he did his his rookie season. So let's go ahead and transition over to our offense versus their defense. Uh, of course, go ahead and start with uh, let's start with the Browns defense and then we'll we'll talk about our offense, which has been you know, electric uh, this season. We want to end with that before we get to special teams. So what's going on with the Cleveland Browns defense? Browns defense is much improved talent-wise, but number-wise, on paper, it still looks like they're 28th, 28th total defense in the NFL, but they do have some impactful players. Denzel Ward, as a rookie, wow, he's out there making some plays. He's got 28 tackles, one fumble recovery, and three interceptions. Miles Garrett, the former number one pick, 22 tackles and two fumble recoveries this season. Jamie Collins, who they got from the Patriots last season, 38 tackles. Demarius Randall, 34 tackles and two interceptions. And Jabril Peppers, also another first-round pick, 23 tackles. So you can see that there's there's definitely a lot of talent on their defense. They're still learning how to play together. So we got to watch out for their defense a little bit, especially on our offensive line right there at right guard. Ooh. Ooh. Caleb Benenock. That young man. Look, um... I, I don't know what to say, man. Like, it was just too many plays that is just stands out that he's getting his behind whooped on the field. Like, I mean, he's made good plays. Like, every play is not a bad play for him. But the plays that are bad, oh, they're bad. <laughs> so, I don't know what they're, what's the game plan going to be going into this game because the protection will be a major key against this defensive line because they run a 3-4 front. And last time we went against the three four front against the Pittsburgh Steelers, the line had some issues. And I'm not trying to see the repeat of how Fitzpatrick got hit around um, on the dropbacks. Mauled. He right. got mauled. I'm not trying he to see mauled. that with Jameis on Sunday. I'm going to need the line to make sure that they get their project- protection plans correct. And, and the running back. The running backs have been doing a phenomenal job picking up blitzers. This season. They've been they've been doing great pass blocking, all of them. Even Ronald Jones, his pass blocking is is improved since we saw it in the preseason. Exactly. So with those horses, those bookends that they have, Jamie Collins and Miles Garrett, those are some serious pass rushers that we will have to um, account for going into this game. And then you mentioned Denzel Ward. What was he? The fourth overall pick this year. He was. He was a surprise pick in the top five, but he has played like it. Um, he, he's bet making an impact for their defense. And then also Jabril Peppers. I'm not too much worried about him, but he can make plays when the opportunity is in front of him to make the play. So our offense will need to execute on Sunday. 
they will. They will need to execute the game plan and try and exploit those rookies because even though they're showing up on the stat sheet each and every week, they can be exploited as they are rookies and they're still learning the NFL game. Exactly. I I, I want to look for a double move on Mr. Ward. Uh, let's test the rookie out. Go ahead and put the double move on him. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson or, or Chris Godwin. Put the double move. You probably wouldn't expect it from Chris Godwin, so put the double move on him with Chris Godwin and have Chris Godwin make that play. Or even better, put O.J. Howard on him. Put a big body on him. Mm. And let's see what he got. Mm. Let's see, can he man up in the paint? Put put O.J. on him. Can he man, can he man up against a tight end that plays like a receiver? Exactly. And he's, he, he's a little guy far as size-wise. So that should be a mismatch all day, every day. So let's take our chess pieces and put them in position to match up well. And make plays. Mm, that is exactly what we need to do. And since we're on the topic of the offense right now, let's go ahead and hop into it. Last week, we kept up with our pace for the season. And we are still the second-ranked offense in the NFL. Jameis Winston has come back and looks sharp, even though he has four interceptions on the season. He has a 75 percentage or 75% completion percentage and five touchdowns with a QB rating of 101.8. Peyton Barber in the backfield has 230 yards on the season. No rushing touchdowns, but he did have that one pass catching touchdown against the Falcons in the fourth quarter. Mike Evans on the season has 484 yards and three touchdowns. Deshaun Jackson on the year has 501 yards and three touchdowns. OJ Howard has 284 yards and two touchdowns. And Cameron Bray has 78 yards and three touchdowns. So with all of those pieces in our offense, I think that the Browns defense does not have that many pieces to cover each and every one of them. I also didn't mention Chris Godwin or Adam Humphreys. So you have two more pieces on our offense that can take take part in this offense and go after that Browns defense, which is ranked 28th. Definitely. You know, we have the best pass catching core in the league. So, going 100%. 100%. So, once again, we expect the offense to put up numbers at this point. This is not an anomaly. This is not a one-week thing or maybe every other week. At this point, going into this week, this is expected. I expect Jameis to throw almost 400 or more than 400 yards going into this game with at least two to three touchdowns. Hopefully, we can get more rushing touchdowns um, going into this game. I thought we would get one in the Atlanta game, but Caleb Benedict set us back. Mm-mm-mm. Oh. But uh Mm-mm-mm. not today. Not today. But hopefully son. this game we can get some rushing touchdowns. Uh, but I still expect Jameis to throw the ball all over the field and for our weapons that we have on the outside to make plays. Deshaun Jackson, he should be due for another explosive game. Jameis had him open on one of those plays. I think it was on he was throwing to his right, and it looks like it, I thought it was pass interference. I thought the I thought the defensive back was pushing a little too much, and all Deshaun needed was just one more step, and that would have been a touchdown. But 
it was either DPI or illegal contact down the field. Uh, I was leaning more towards defensive pass interference. I had told you about this earlier this week. I saw it. That people complaining about the deep ball connection not being there. Well, when the receiver gets interrupted in his route after five yards, of course the deep ball is not going to be there. But like you said, one more step and Deshaun Jackson has a touchdown and nobody is complaining about our deep ball. Exactly. So I expect them to connect this week um, to take advantage of an aggressive Browns defense. Mike Evans, solid. Just go out of bounds if it comes down to that situation. This game, <laughs> instead of staying in bounds so we could you know, use the time to our advantage, Chris Godwin always can get himself open making plays around the football had another touchdown last week that guy is something else and our tight ends we mentioned them earlier the mismatch oj howard who i didn't think would play was out there making plays caught a touchdown outperformed cameron break who i thought would have had a better game than him just because he's a favorite target of james winston but oj howard is man that's our lebron james he's living up to the billing he's out there playing hurt he's out there toughing it out out there making plays so oj howard expect him to have another big game because who's gonna stop him who, who who's stopping oj howard on the browns defense nobody and then with the running backs uh peyton barber had his best day pb and j come on pb and j it's peanut butter jelly time way yeah Peyton Barber had his best running of the year uh, last week. I thought he did a phenomenal job. He was breaking tackles. We had a lot of physical runs where he ran some guys over. And that's the type of running you want to see from your running back. And I was just like, keep giving him the rock, man. But then we got down. So you know how that goes. Once we get down, we got to throw a little bit more. But he did a phenomenal job on the ground on Sunday. Ronald Jones, um, he got a couple catches in. He had one carry. On that carry, it was kind of like a stretch play. I thought if he would have cut it back up a little earlier, because with the stretch play, you're trying to you're trying to uh, stretch out with your blockers. So he was following his blockers a little bit too much. I would think. I I thought if he cut it back one cut up, he could have had at least a first down. Uh, but he scratched it out with his blockers, and one of the Falcons players made a play. But uh, if, if Peyton Barber's running like that, keep feeding him. Like that's like let's keep stick with what's working. Ronald Jones' time will come. He will make plays. Uh, he we put some stick him on his gloves. NFL, you didn't hear that, but he made his catches. So he's gonna make his plays moving forward. But let's just run the offense. Peyton Barber knows his offense. He's groomed in this offense. This is all he know. And he's, he's executing it right now. So I'm, I'm excited to see how he performs against the Browns defense. Yeah, me too. I'm ready to see exactly what he can bring to the table against this Browns defense with those pieces that they have. Uh, build on the momentum that you had last year or last week against the Falcons, as you said. If, if the run game is working, keep using it. Do not go away from the run game. Peyton Barber throughout the year has broken off 12 to 15 yard runs and then after those runs 
We stop running. Exactly. And it's like, what what are you doing? Keep doing what is working. We know our passing game is going to work. Keep using the run as a decoy for our pass because they're not going to know what to expect. So expect another big game for Peyton Barber this week. And it wears down the defense, too. With running the football, we're going to wear down the defense. Actually, this upcoming Sunday... The temperature should drop a little bit. I've been checking the weather because it's... There is there is a cold front coming exactly. through Florida. It's been hot as balls in Florida. Like, it's been scorching. Like, I'm talking like 96 yesterday. And it's middle of October. Like, this is not normal. <laughs> we are not participating in fall. But with the, the cold front... I'm participating. Ha-ha. <laughs> you know what? We're a little jealous. Because it's super hot here. <laughs> but, uh... This Sunday, it should cool off a little bit. It should be perfect weather for the game. There will be no element problems from the weather on Sunday. It should be a nice breeze, a little breeze, not too much because it's still afternoon. It's a 1 o'clock game, but the temperature will not be near the 100s uh, going into this game. So there's no excuse for this game. The field should be in great condition, and the offense should light it up. Uh, to be honest, we home. Jameis Winston's first Home game of the year. You know, he's excited. And it's our team's first home game in a month. so It's been quite some time since um, they played at home. So I expect the crowd to be there to help get this team back to winning. And it should be it should be a fun one on Sunday. Corey, for special teams, what are we looking at? What's the, what's the updates on special teams? I know we had a missed extra point last week that affected the game. How are you feeling about Cat? I touched on it on Monday. Um, the kicking curse, you said it is real. It's not a question. It is real. Um, Zero has not missed but one field goal this year, but he's had a few extra points that he's missed. Um, being at home, like you said, it's going to be a little cooler in the 70s during the game instead of up in the 90s like it has been. Um, I see Zero making his kicks this game. There should be no issue. Hopefully, he's been practicing a lot this week with his kicks. On the opposite side, Greg Joseph, a rookie out of Florida Atlantic, is kicking for the Browns now. And he's 8 of 9. His longest is 45 yards. The one field goal he missed was the game that they played the Ravens and went to overtime and won on his absolutely horrible kick that somehow went in. (laughs) <laughs> so, if our crowd is there like we want them to be, I believe that they can rattle him and get in his head and force some missed field goals if they do end up getting down to our end of the field in field goal range. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, um, special teams have a huge impact on the game. So, um, crowd, let's get into it. All those going to the game, make some noise, get loud. When our defense, when our special teams has a chance to make a play uh, so we can affect the game. And what about, how do you feel about, I want to talk to you about this. How do you feel about Jacquees Rogers doing kickoff returns? He He's pretty much um, the vet in our kick return group. They have three people back there returning kicks, but he's always the one that's deep in the end zone. I believe the reason they have him returning kicks as the main kick returner 
is because of his size. When he starts running, it's hard for people to to bend down and tackle him. The only way he gets slowed down is our blockers getting pushed back into him. He's got the short size that helps him on the return. So say he does get a hole somewhere. I think he doesn't have breakaway speed, but he can get a a kickoff return touchdown. I believe if Ronald Jones could maybe fix his hands a little more, put some stick-up on him for the kick returns, then maybe he could get a shot back there as well. I think that's a fantastic idea, and I think they should look into doing so. Uh, Nothing against Jacquees Rogers because he's solid back there as a kick returner, but we need a little bit more explosion from the kick return. Like, give ourselves a better chance with an explosive athlete that can, you know, take it the distance, uh, that that can run that 4-4. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully they can look at that and put just put your best playmakers on the field that can, you know, make the plays. Like, i actually rather have Adam Humphreys back there because he's reliable. He's not seeing the ball as much in the offense with the emergence of Chris Godwin. So... Throw him back there. We've seen him take one back before. And then he's already splitting time on punt return with Deshaun Jackson. So when it's in a position where a return is available, you see Deshaun back there. So put Adam Humphreys, put Ronald Jones on kickoff. Like, like, let them boys make some plays. Good things happen if the ball is in their hand or that's the players they're supposed to be. So let them get the ball in their hand. Like, don't worry about if they're tired. No, they play football. They got 60 minutes like everybody else. Put them on the field. Let them make some plays. Yeah, I totally agree. You touched on Adam Humphreys a little bit. We saw it in the preseason, the the kick six, where he returned the missed field goal, 109 yards for a touchdown. Um he also has the undersized ability to get around people, and he has a little bit more speed than Jaquiz Rogers, so maybe we could throw him in there as well as a kick returner. We do see him and Deshaun Jackson splitting time at punt returner, so why not add them into the mix at kick returner? Completely agree. I think so, too. Um, you say because Jaquiz Rogers, the veteran, is also giving him an opportunity to get touches because he's not getting them as much in the offense anymore with uh, Peyton Barber taking on the lead role and then drafting Ronald Jones. So I, I get it, but I'm also here to win games. I don't, I don't care about your feelings. <laughs> like I'm trying to give our team the best chance to win games and put playmakers in a position to touch the football. So uh, no, no, that's no disrespect to him, but I would rather see Adam Humphreys or Ronald Jones taking back kick returns and having them out there making plays. That's what we need. Um, we need a spark in special teams somehow, some way, because if Duffner does not make the adjustments with this defense, we are going to need some type of play on special teams. So hopefully we get to see, like you said, a little more of either Rojo, Adam Humphreys, or Deshaun Jackson back there kicking, returning kicks along with Jacquez Rogers. Completely agree. So last thing we'll touch on is what are your keys to the game, to victory for this upcoming game? Key number one, contain Baker Mayfield. Bucks right now are allowing uh, 75% completions to opposing quarterbacks. 
As I mentioned earlier, Baker Mayfield is is completing 55% of his passes. Keep him at 55% or below. Do not allow him to look like Brett Favre out there like Mitchell Trubisky did a few weeks ago with six touchdowns. Do not let him do that. Key number two, defensive line of the Browns against our offensive line. If our offensive line and Caleb Benenock, God help him, contain this Browns defensive line, we will win the game. And my final key, turnover battle. We mentioned it on Monday that the Bucks have a .51 interception rate, which is on pace for the worst in the NFL history. So we need to force a turnover. We need to get into this young quarterback's head, get pressure, and force him to make bad throws and either get fumbles or an interception some way. And those are the three keys to victory for me. Yeah, for me, this upcoming game, I would like to see the offensive line contain this 3-4 front. Um, I think uh, you give Jameis time, he's going to shred him apart. So that's going to be the key number one for me. Make sure the offensive line is protecting Jameis Winston. Key number two is, yeah, same thing you mentioned, turnovers. We need to get turnovers this game. We need to confuse the young rookie quarterback, and we need to have an impact to get the ball back to our offense to score some more points (laughs) to keep our top two offense um, in that ranking. And then the last key for this game is they need to make tackles, man. The defense, they need to have, they need to make sound tackles. Once you're there to make the play, we don't need no missed tackles. We don't need no bad angles. We need you to come downhill at proper angles and make the play. Don't give them second chances by you coming in at a bad angle and now you try to trip them up on their foot. And now instead of it being Third and eight, now it's first and ten because you missed that tackle. So the defense need to be sound in their technique. They need to be aggressive, and they need to make plays so we can win this game. Completely agree. They need to do that in order for us to win this game. Um, Before we go, let's get into one more thing, CJ. Matchups to watch. Who do you think that we should watch in this game? Biggest matchup for for this game will be, um, like I said, the offensive line for sure is, is a huge matchup. I think that's going to play a role in how our offense flows. Um, our secondary versus their receiving core, I think there's opportunity for their receiving core to have a good day because our defense has shown that anybody can put up numbers on us. So hopefully that can change, and we see that change on Sunday. But as a matchup to watch, that's definitely something to watch because they have some playmakers. David Njoku, Jarvis Landry, those guys can make plays on the field. So those are very important matchups on Sunday. Hopefully they go into our favor uh, and that it helps us uh, on in the game. Yeah, my one key matchup, you touched on it a little bit, is our defensive secondary against their receivers. Landry and Joku, they they are big-time playmakers. We saw what Landry could do in Miami with a below-average quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. He now has a rookie quarterback with energy that's 
people believe could now be the franchise of the Browns. So we got to watch out for those two. And there's other pieces to their offense as well that we haven't touched on. So our defense needs to come to play, especially our secondary. You better believe it. And I will be watching the game. Tune in. I should be fully recovered from wedding festivities at Open Bar. So I will be ready to go with my Jameis Winston jersey on because that's my quarterback, QB1. Some of y'all on Twitter, I just want to address this. Hashtag blame Jameis. No, thank you. You blame Jameis. Jameis put up the same stats as Mr. Pat Mahomes. But because our defense is so buns, you know, it, it, it puts us in a bad position and we lose games. Like, listen, this, this is not a Jameis problem. Jameis is going to put up numbers. Jameis as a quarterback has proven he's going to put up numbers. And he's been playing with no running game. We had a running game kind of Sunday. And the league's worst defense. What you want him to be, Peyton Manning out here on the field? Like, give the man a break. Like, that quarterback is not the problem for us. So hopefully this Sunday the defense can do their job (laughs) and make some stops. And we're going to be all right. We're going to cruise to a victory. I predict that we're going to win this game by two scores and – We'll be going into Victory Monday. Everybody be happy again, and we'll see what we do the following week. But we're going to win this game by two scores. That's my prediction. My prediction, Bucks win 34-17, and we make a statement. Even though the Browns have been at the bottom of the NFL for years, people thought they'd be on the come up this year. We make a statement saying, hey, we made a change on defense now with Mike Smith getting fired. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And we we win this game, and it gets us right back on track and right back in the running for the playoffs through six games. Yes, sir. I'm looking forward to it. This game will be great. Make sure you guys go to the game. Make sure you tune in. And make sure you guys, if you got questions, send us questions. Make sure you follow our pages on Twitter, the ATB podcast page. You're going to follow that at... All things TB Bucks. You're also going to follow. Go ahead and, and look these up at ATB Podcast underscore. And you'll get all the updates on what's going on with the podcast, what's going on with the with our organization and the articles that are posted. So keep on the lookout for, for new stuff. Keep on the lookout for videos and during the game where we have our live, our live uh, post game with Corey Hayes. And, hey, we're going to get a W this week. Go Bucks. We're going to get a W. And don't forget, follow CJ on Twitter at CoreyJ863. Follow myself on Twitter at Corey underscore Hayes 407. And I will be live tweeting the game on the podcast page so you can come along and interact with me during the game. And I will be going live after the game. Go Bucks, baby. Let's get a W.